Thank you for joining us at the First Baptist Church of Coleraine, Massachusetts, as Pastor Jim Rennie continues to faithfully challenge and encourage us in the Word. And it is our prayer that this message will encourage the believer and bring the unbeliever closer to a saving knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Good morning and welcome to the First Baptist Church. I'd like to welcome everybody uh, tuning in, listening, wherever you are. It's nice to have you and uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, two weeks ago now, uh, we finished chapter 12 of the book of Revelation. We're going to continue chapter 13. And I alluded to the fact of who the first beast is. And I'm not, I'm not just alluded, I said it was. It was. It will be. He is. He shall be. The Antichrist. And we're going to learn about him. I'm just going to read uh, the first half of chapter 13, the beast out of the sea. And I saw a beast coming out of the sea. He had 10 horns and seven heads with 10 crowns on his horns and on each head a blasphemous name. The beast I saw resembled a leopard but had feet like those of a bear and a mouth like that of a lion. The dragon gave the beast his power and his throne and great authority. One of the heads of the beast seemed to have had a fatal wound, but the fatal wound had been healed. The whole world was astonished and followed the beast. Men worshipped the dragon because he had given authority to the beast. And they also worshipped the beast and asked, Who is like the beast? Who can make war against him? The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise his authority for 42 months, he opened his mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. He was given power to make war against the saints and to conquer them. And he was given authority over every tribe people, language, and nation. All inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. All those names have not been written in the book of life belonging to the Lamb that was slain from the creation of the world. He who has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to go into captivity, into captivity he will go. If anyone is to be killed with the sword, with the sword he will be killed. Now this calls for patient endurance and faithfulness on the part of the saints. Amen. May God give us understanding of his word this morning. Amen. Let's 
have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do need understanding. We know the book of Revelation is full of prophecies. Some have yet to be fulfilled, majority of them. Some have already been fulfilled initially. Uh, but it's going to happen. And we need understanding. We need to know what will happen in the future. And uh, the book of Revelation, although full of symbolism, doesn't alter the fact that it's true and it's real. So we need your help and give us clarity and open our ears and our hearts and our minds to be taught this morning to get a better understanding of these first 14 verses in the book of Revelation. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Chapter 13, so talks about, I saw a beast coming out of the sea. Um, this, the sea, symbolically, it's referring to the Gentile nations, primarily the ones that uh, border the Mediterranean Sea. So it's really symbolic of the Gentile nations, and uh, mainly the European countries, and we'll learn a little bit more about that in a minute. The Antichrist, and that my, uh, the title of my message, and the question is, who is the first beast? Well, like I said, it is, he is the Antichrist. The Antichrist is found in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, the name Antichrist. And also John talks of being 2 John 22, 4, 3, and 2 John 7. It talks about the spirit of Antichrist. The spirit of Antichrist is those that are opposed to Jesus Christ. And that is in the world today, and it has been since uh, Jesus came in the flesh, born of a virgin. The spirit of Antichrist, who is it? Antichrist. But there is not just an Antichrist, but the Antichrist. If you look at uh, 1 John, we could turn to that give you a better understanding. First John chapter 2, verse 18. This is referring to the Antichrist. Dear children, this is the last hour. It's talking about the last days. We're living in the end times now. And you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. That's the one we're referring to, the beast. Even now, many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. So, or the last days. So, the Antichrist is coming. Hasn't come yet. Many people have speculated of who the Antichrist is. Ever since Christ died, was buried, rose again, and ascended into heaven. Uh, but no, he hasn't come yet. The Apostle John was the only Bible writer to use the name Antichrist. And we learn that there will be many false Christs. You know, there's been so many, there's innumerable false Christs, false teachers that claim to be Christ, and they're going to appear 
between first Jesus' first advent and his second future advent. But there will be one particular antichrist. There's only one antichrist. And he will rise to power during the end times, or as John put it, we just read the last hour. And the Antichrist will deny that Jesus is the Christ, and this is what the spirit of Antichrist is also. People deny that Jesus is the Christ. Uh, they will deny both the God and the Father, and God the Son. They don't acknowledge that Jesus was sent from God, who is God. The Antichrist, the spirit of Antichrist, and the Antichrist himself is, will be a liar and a deceiver, like the majority of false prophets and false Christs. Listen again to John, 1 John chapter 4, 1 through 3. He says, Beloved, that's us. See, we're beloved of God, aren't we? We're beloved. That's the way he sees us. You might remember that when you're down on yourself and, you know, remember that God sees you in the beloved. That's how he loves us, unconditionally. Beloved, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world and by this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and now already is in the world so the spirit of antichrist is in the world but the actual antichrist has not appeared yet but he will by the end times before jesus comes and set up his kingdom his earthly kingdom people will be easily deceived uh, and the jew jewish nation especially will embrace the Antichrist, believing that he is the Messiah that they've been waiting for for so long. And uh, many people, like I said, have speculated who the Antichrist is. Uh, some people believe, well, he must be a Jew, otherwise the people of Israel would not acknowledge the Antichrist as the Messiah, would he? Because the Messiah must be a Jew. So therefore they think, well, he must be a Jew then. But we're not, we're not sure, we're not certain. We can't be uh, dogmatic on that. He, he, he may well be, but if he's a Jew, he's gonna be coming out of uh, the Europe, one European nation, not out of Israel. That's why some people uh, thought that Henry Kissinger was uh, the Antichrist, because you know, he's a very powerful political figure and a Jew. But no, we know he wasn't. Okay, he is the man of sin, the lawless one. The Bible talks a lot about the Antichrist, and we're going to learn about who he is today. The beast, the first beast, the one that came out of the sea. 
And there's more than one beast, and Lord willing, next week we'll learn about the second beast that comes out of the earth. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3 and 4, the Antichrist is described, and also the Apostle Paul who wrote Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, Second Thessalonians, just like the Apostle John warned believers about the Antichrist's ability to deceive people. You know, if he didn't deceive people, then they wouldn't be following him and worshipping him and believing he's the Messiah. This is what it says, 2 Thessalonians 2, 3, 4. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day, that day always refers to Jesus' second coming. All right? He hasn't come yet, has he? Second time. But he will. Let no one deceive you by any means, for that day will not come. What's got to happen first? Unless the falling away comes first and the man of sin is revealed. Who's that? The Antichrist. The man of sin. There's another name for him. Is revealed the son of perdition who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he sits as God, in the temple of God. The temple is going to be rebuilt in Jerusalem. Showing himself that he is God. That's going to take place during the tribulation period, the rebuilding of God's temple. Showing himself that he is God. And people are going to worship him. That's why they believe that he is God. Otherwise they wouldn't worship him, would they? So the Bible makes it clear a time of rebellion will come before Christ's return to set up his kingdom. And then the man of lawlessness, the man doomed to destruction, which he will be, will be revealed. The, the Antichrist will exalt himself above God to be worshipped as God in the, in the Jewish temple in Jerusalem proclaiming himself to be God. The Antichrist will do counterfeit miracles. Where does he get his power from? We read that this morning, from the dragon. Amen? Who's the dragon? Satan, the devil. He's going to do counterfeit miracles, signs and wonders. See, Jews look for signs, you know, and Gentiles seek after wisdom. Miracles, signs, and wonders to gain a massive worldwide following to deceive millions upon millions of people. We read this morning, Revelation. Antichrist is referred to as the beast, meaning wild, wild, ferocious, savage, which he will be. Initially, he's going to come like uh, an angel of light, but then halfway through the tribulation period, he'll show his true colors and break the covenant with Israel that he made initially and turn on Israel. Let's remind ourselves what it says in verse 5. 
Don't expect to get it through one reading. The beast was given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies and to exercise his authority for 42 months. How long is that? Three and a half years. How long is the tribulation period? Seven years. So for the first three and a half years, he's a goody, goody two-shoes. The second half, he shows his true colors. And that's when the great tribulation will occur. Smack in the middle of the seven-year tribulation period. 42 months. Amen? That's what he said. He opened his mouth to blaspheme God and to slander his name and his dwelling place and those who live in heaven. He was given power to make war against the saints. These are referring to the tribulation saints, believers that come to know Jesus during the tribulation period. All right? The church has already been taken out before the tribulation begins. All right? These are saints. These are tribulation saints. And to conquer them. So a lot of them are going to be persecuted. A lot of them are going to lose their lives because they do not deny Jesus. And uh, we'll learn later on in the book of Revelation, many will be beheaded. They'll be martyred for their faith in Christ. Persecuted by the Antichrist and his cohorts, his followers. He was given authority over every tribe, people, language, and nation. All the inhabitants of the earth will worship the beast. All those names that have not been written in the book of life. So these, everyone who's not saved, in other words, are going to worship the beast. Amen? But the ones that are saved, the tribulation saints, they won't worship him. And they'll suffer persecution and martyrdom. Because their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Okay? Perfectly clear, isn't it? The name beast used for the Antichrist many, many times, not just Revelation, but also the book of Daniel. Daniel and Revelation, they tie up together. You've got time this week? Read Daniel, book of Daniel, chapter 6, 8, 9, and 11. It's all talking about the beast or the little horn. We'll get to that in a minute. We just read, he's going to gain political power, supreme political power, supreme spiritual authority over every nation. He's going to begin his rise to power, a very influential, charismatic, political, religious diplomat. A real phony. He's going to be the ruler of a one world government. It's going to take place for 42 months. Uh, which is the latter half of the seven-year tribulation period. During this time period, the world will endure a time of unprecedented trouble, tribulation, Jesus said. Matthew 24, Luke 21, Mark 13. Read what Jesus said. Ties up with what Daniel says and what the Apostle John says. Time of trouble, unprecedented from the beginning of time. It's not happened yet. Tribulation has not occurred yet. It will. It talks about the Antichrist as the little horn. In Daniel's prophetic vision of the end times, and he didn't understand it all, 
he sees a little horn described in chapter 7, 8, and 11. He's given the interpretation of the dream. Now, this little horn is a ruler king, which speaks of the Antichrist. There's going to be a confederation of European nations headed up by ten kings. One of those kings will be the Antichrist, or little horn. This is what Daniel says. Daniel 7, those that take notes. Daniel 7, 24, 25. Let me read it. The ten horns are ten kings who will come from this kingdom. What kingdom are we talking about? This confederation during the tribulation period headed up by the Antichrist. After them, another king will arise. Who could it be talking about? Different from the earlier ones, he will subdue three kings. He will speak against the Most High and oppress his saints. That's what we've been talking about, yes? And try to change the set times and the laws. The saints referring to tribulation saints, will be handed over to him for a time, times, and a half time. In other words, 42 months. A time is one year. Two times, two years. Half a time, six months. What's that? Three and a half years. 42 months. Halfway through the seven-year tribulation period. Daniel's prophecy interpreted together with verses in Revelation specifically point to a future world empire coming from a revived Roman Empire, much like the one in existence during the time of Christ. The Bible predicts that the Antichrist will emerge from this European confederacy headed up by those ten kings, or horns, which depict a horn in the Bible. It depicts power. It depicts authority. It depicts strength. And the Antichrist, initially, beginning of the tribulation period, when he emerges, starts to dominate, he makes a covenant with Israel, he won't appear to be evil at first, of course he won't. You know, no one would follow him if he gave that impression. He's going to be like a charming, charismatic diplomat. He's going to be somebody who understands the economy, uh, the global sphere, and wins people over with a very winsome type character. You know, you can catch more flies with honey than you can with vinegar, right? You heard that one? You have now. No commerce will be done without his approval. He will be seen as an ec economic genius, foreign policy genius. He's going to so solve all the world's problems. And he's going to emerge out of this confederation in Europe. Daniel 9, he says that. The prince who is to come, 
the Antichrist, is going to come, listen, Daniel says, chapter 9, read it, is going to come from people who destroyed Jerusalem and the temple. Jerusalem was destroyed in 70 AD by whom? The Romans. So we're looking for someone from a, a reconstituted, future European, revised Roman Empire. All right? Now some people speculate, oh, well, surely then, it's got to be the common market. Right? Confederation of European countries? Could be. Don't know. Some speculate, well, it has to be a, a pope. You know, we don't know. We don't know. We won't be around to find out. He's a false Christ, just another false Christ. In the gospel, Jesus warned, we read it, his followers of the terrible events and the persecution that will occur during the tribulation period before he sets up his kingdom rule. And this is where the concept of Antichrist was first introduced to his disciples, most likely. Although Jesus does not specifically refer to the Antichrist in the singular, but includes him in all the other false Christ category. This is what Jesus says, false Christs and false prophets will rise and show great signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Matthew 24, 24. Is the Antichrist alive today? It's not revealed himself if he is. Could be. Will we recognize him? Well, I think we've been given some pretty good uh, descriptions of what to look for but we're not necessarily going to recognize him at first. What does the Bible say about the Antichrist? A lot. We've already covered the book of Daniel as well, those that were here. And if you get the podcast, you can listen to the whole book of Daniel as well. Now, there's certain traits that the Antichrist is described in the Bible. And I'll just... Just to reiterate what we've already learned, this man of lawlessness, the beast, it gives us several clues as to what he will be like by looking at different names of the Antichrist in the Bible, get a better understanding, get more insight in the kind of person he will be. He's going to be very intelligent. Has to be. I mean, you can write these down if you like, but I, I can quote them if you want, get them later. He's going to be a very charismatic speaker. Otherwise, why would people listen to him? He's going to be a crafty politician. Well, that's a surprise. <laughs> no comment. He's going to have a distinct physical appearance. He's going to be a military genius. 
Oh, he has it all. Where does he get his power from? Satan, the dragon, that old serpent. He's going to be a God-hating blasphemer. He's going to be utterly lawless. He's going to be utterly, totally selfish, ambitious, a complete egomaniac. He's going to be a greedy materialist. He's going to be utterly controlling. Those who do not worship him will be killed. He'll be utterly proud, self-exalting himself above God and everything else. He is the beast, the one that comes out of the sea. He is the Antichrist. And next week, Lord willing, we'll learn about another beast in the same chapter. Not the one that comes out of the sea, but the one who comes out of the earth. Amen? Amen. Let's just have a closing prayer. Father, thank you for giving us insight into this coming individual that hasn't appeared yet. But we are so thankful that we will not have to go through the tribulation period. The church, according to your word, will be taken out. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, distinctly. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, and Jesus talks about it too in the New Testament, Matthew 24. Thank you, we don't have to go through the tribulation. But Jesus says in this world you'll have tribulation, that means we'll have trouble, but it's not the same as the tribulation. And uh, let us be thankful that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life, and we can never perish. And the saints during the tribulation period, their names will also be written in the Lamb's Book of Life because they have received Jesus Christ, you dear Lord, as personal savior. And they're gonna suffer great persecution and some will give their lives, pay the ultimate sacrifice for not worshiping the beast or denying you dear Lord. Let me talk to those of you that are listening that are unsaved. If you want to avoid not only going to a lost eternity in hell, but also avoid going through the tribulation period when the church is taken out, you need to be saved from your sins. There's only one way. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth. And no man comes to the Father but by me. So believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord and that God raised him from the dead and you shall be saved. Call upon his name to save you from the wrath to come so that you could have your sins forgiven and be, have peace on earth and a home in heaven when you die. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. The Lord keep you. Thank you again for tuning in. You can find our podcasts on Apple Podcasts and anywhere else you find podcasts. We'd love for you to join us at the First Baptist Church in Coleraine for Sunday morning worship at 11 a.m. We are located at 81 Foundry Village Road, Coleraine, Massachusetts. If you have any questions or inquiries, 
please feel free to call the church at 413-624-8886. Hope to see you soon. God bless.